0: everybody and welcome to Will Never Be Royals, the podcast where we talk about royal scandals. I'm LK and that's Rossi. E. Hey mate. G'day mate. G'day and uh special act today, Easter special extravaganza because we have producer Rob on the pod.
1: Hey guys, honoured to be here.
0: <laughs> you don't really sound it.
1: Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to contain my excitement
0: and um what makes this ep special is that we're going to be getting the american reaction to the harry megan megsile situation um so you'll be hearing from a few people over the course of the ep but um at the top mate got any royal news
2: oh Mate, most exciting royal news this week is that Prince William has been named world's sexiest bald man. I don't like it. What do you mean? That he's only a sexy bald man or that there's other sexier bald men?
0: There's way more sexier bald men and he's not even completely bald. He's just ageing like a sexy bald man is a man that has the confidence to shave his head Mm -hmm. and look sexy William is just a guy that's losing his hair who happens to be a prince
2: oh you've got a lot of feelings about this um
0: I wasn't expecting that (laughs) look I love Wills I just think that he gets enough accolades naturally, like we don't need to make up more and take them from other people to give them to him. He's already going to be king of the world.
1: I love that you are, like, fact-checking whether or not he counts as
0: bald. That's, like, literally all that's happening this week, though, oddly, right? Uh,
2: yeah, or what about that Um, um, Anne's son escaped
0: quarantine or broke the rules, broke co- the COVID rules? Yeah i think the covid i'm not making excuses for an old mate i think the covid rules in the uk change every 3 seconds correct yeah they do but
2: that happened in australia as well and that's that's not an excuse
0: yep no you're right i i, I didn't do it <laughs> don't yell at me <laughs> the only news i got is that uh one of the swedish ones had a baby boring
2: yeah i know i yeah that didn't even make our instagram because All we care about is Meghan and Harry.
0: Yeah. We have appreciated, though, this week the um, people writing us emails to talk further about Meghan and Harry. Oh, send them our way.
3: Okay, so I have kind of a lot of thoughts about Meghan Markle and, and Harry. And as I'm recording this, I realize that I don't even know the royal family's last name but I know who all of them are by first name. Um, Okay, so first thought about Meghan and Harry is that the fact that they moved to Canada, then decided that they had to move to California, happened to live in Tyler Perry's home using his security is just like the most incredible thing in the world. Of all the places to be in LA, they were in Tyler Perry's house, and I think that that's amazing second thoughts good for them i mean harry watched his mom diana go through all of this same stuff that megan his wife is going through and how is he just supposed to sit there and watch that happen when he knows what happened to his mom good job on harry for sticking with megan and getting her out of that situation Also, their child now doesn't have to deal with what he went through, which I think is great for both of them. I think the greatest thing to come out of all of this is that we all still love the queen, and she's apparently a dope person. So, great to hear that. Everyone else in the royal family sounds like they kind of suck. Why are we trying to pretend like they're all okay when the Kardashians can do whatever they want and everyone still watches their show and thinks that they're great? maybe not everyone thinks the kardashians are great but i think that the royal family could stand to loosen up a little it's 2021 and i think the world is okay with flaws now they don't need to keep it so zipped up and they definitely should stop being so racist so that's the thing
0: So, um, producer Rob, we're just going to fire questions at you because for those who don't know, producer Rob spends probably, would you say 60% of every day on Twitter?
1: Yeah. Way too much. Yeah. It's really a problem.
0: Yeah. And, um, so you have a fairly good understanding of the American Twitter reaction to (laughs) the great Megxit interview of 2021.
1: I have an important caveat to add to that. Um, my twitter is mostly uh like nba filtered so it's a, a lot about basketball but the megan interview actually was I- an important thing uh in the nba season because it was on at the same time as the nba all star game and you saw like at least in my twitter feed it was like a lot of professional basketball journalists who were wanting to watch the bass or like were clearly being paid and forced to watch the basketball game, but like kept flipping the channel over. And they were making like cross memes between the Oprah yes. interview and the all-star game.
0: Just to set the scene for you, it's like 7 PM on a Sunday evening. For those who don't know, producer Rob and I are married and do live together. And, um, I had been anticipating this interview was all set up, had a cocktail ready to go And I was like, hey, Producer Rob, are you going to watch this Oprah interview with me? He's like, shut the hell up. I'm going downstairs to be a man and watch basketball. Neck minute is obviously watching the Oprah interview, just texting me with updates and emojis the whole time. So you did actually watch the interview.
1: I did actually watch the interview and and I think most of. Of basketball, Twitter had the same experience I did, which they went in wanting to watch the All-Star game. It was clearly the inferior content of the <laughs> night and the feed was all about uh, uh, takes on the Megan Oprah interview and memes were all about the Megan Oprah interview so if you wanted to keep keep up with what was happening, you had to be watching the interview instead of the basketball.
2: Well, I, I don't know anything about US TV ratings but 17 million Americans watched it. That does sound
0: like a lot, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. It was
1: the last thing that I can remember having a bunch of people ask me, did I see this? And and it, I, I remember sort of being surprised uh, as it was coming on, that there was sort of this anticipation about it, not just because my wife hosts a royal podcast, but in general it was like I felt like people who wouldn't have any interest in Meghan and Harry – all of a sudden, or even Oprah, all yeah. of a sudden, sort of treated this like it was the television event of the year.
0: Well, that's a great question, actually. As an American, what's the last television event like that that you remember?
1: Oh, that's a great question. Um, I <laughs> this this isn't it, but I guess the only other things that come to mind are things like the R. Kelly interview or something like that. I guess it's like <laughs> I guess the better answer would be like a presidential debate.
4: My thoughts on the Harry and Meghan situation? Uh, Well, what's more punk rock than stepping down from the royal family? (laughs) I mean, and moving to Canada? Who doesn't want to move to Canada? Incredible.
2: And so what was the reaction on Twitter? Were you um, watching Twitter as you were watching the interview?
0: (laughs) He's watching Twitter as he does anything. Yeah, I (laughs) guess.
1: Yeah, um I first of all I was just surprised at the like amount of attention that it was like right away the f- first trending topic and like probably four of the top 10 had to do with things that Megan specifically said or a uh, meme of, of of sorts like the Oprah uh listening intently and refusing what or or being disgusted by what was said like that immediately took off. The the second thing is like that night Americans uh, are at least like again and, and, and Twitter is like a place uh, at least my Twitter is a place with like really intense progressive politics and like very you're with us or you're against us mentality so there's not like any nuance in the takes it's very much just like mm. we all believe this and and if you don't you're a terrible Fuck person yeah, yeah exactly mm. and so that night it was like really intensely in favor of Megan and just like complete hatred of the (laughs) racism that was accused and of colonialism in general, which I think like, you know, most people are like, yeah, racism, colonialism. uh, Those are just uh, very bad things. There is no uh, nuance to whether or not those are good. Um, I think that that sort of, that tone seemed to take over the entire uh, tone of the interview that night, at least on uh, what was encountering my feed.
5: Do I think Harry and Meghan should have done anything differently? Yes, definitely. First, they shouldn't have done the Oprah interview at all. Nobody should air their dirty laundry publicly, even Royals. That that was nasty. I know they have a side to tell, but they chose the wrong way to tell it. Plus, they say they want to live private lives, so I feel like they they should just quietly fade away. And secondly, I think they should have had a really long engagement with Megan living right there with them all so she could clearly see how miserable that life would be. But I do think she loves him, and i think she thought their love would conquer all
1: there wasn't any like discussion of um the impact on the royal family or anything like that it was mostly just like the shock of can you believe how racist this potentially is
2: yeah did anyone care that meghan clearly did no research into the royal family their values their customs their beliefs did it any did that make the writer?
1: No, I think I think like night of not at all. I think like night of my impression again was just that it was like uh, right up there with with racism and and colonialism like in-laws are very much a bad thing on Twitter. <laughs> and I think um I think everybody was just like yeah, in-laws suck. Uh Megan fly your wings. And it wasn't until uh, days after that um slowly certain americans started voicing like hey i think there's these inconsistencies in what she said and obviously i had long conversations with uh with lk and then listened to this very educational podcast as well <laughs> and started to feel like oh you know there is some like i i i i forced myself also because i do love my in-laws and I knew that my mother-in-law wouldn't speak to me again if I came out with anti-royal family takes. So I I knew that I had to like, like decide, you know, am I loyal to Twitter or am I loyal to my mother-in-law? And I think I'm still trying to find that gray area.
2: I think, um, I think that attitude makes you an Australian because that's exactly how Australia feels are we loyal to the queen or are we loyal to progress
1: my understanding is that race is more of a sensitive topic in america than perhaps in australia but i do think that is probably changing uh, as in like australia is probably also having moments of of really wanting to talk about race as well so that's interesting too do you like is that your sense that like People in Australia, uh, and they have more fond feelings to the royal family than than people in America, but that there still is this like real like desire to to have a bit of a racial reckoning and to like try to make progress so that it's less of a problem.
2: Yeah, like it, it, certainly because we didn't get the the interview at the same time as this the state so. By the time we got the interview, we, we, we had a lot of media already and the the key stories coming out were the racism and the mental health. But also it was definitely peppered in that there was stuff that there was the inconsistencies in her story, the conflict with Harry, and then also the the royal family traditions that she had, you know.
1: Kind of been ignorant to,
5: yeah.
2: Blatantly ignored. But yeah. I... <laughs> i also listen i'm not going to name the podcast because i really like the podcast but they did a special on the oprah interview and i started listening to it and it got me really fired up because it's two american girls on the podcast and they interviewed an american journalist who i think had spent some time in the uk and they were totally on megan's side and they brought up things like the in the, the British tabloids, the headline would be Meghan refuses to curtsy for the Queen. Whereas in America it's completely different take on that. It's like, well, of course you wouldn't know that you need to curtsy to the Queen.
5: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: And and the thing that annoyed me about the American take on this was that they just had absolutely no idea. Like it's not like this this journalist has followed the royal family for years and knows the rules, knows the procedures. She really had no idea. And so she was annoyed that the royal family didn't respond in the right way. But, uh, uh, of course, if you were a royal journalist, you would know that, that they're not going to respond to this.
4: What do I think about Harry and Meghan? I mean, I was surprised to see them. I, I kind of thought they were dead. I didn't know it was <laughs> Oprah was there, too. I thought Oprah was dead. I didn't know she was still alive. Honestly, the show ended. I hadn't heard from her. I didn't know. Is Oprah alive? Turns out she's alive. She's interviewing none other than Harry and Meghan. And so what's their deal? I don't know. The only thing I know about Harry, one time he wore a Nazi costume to a, a, a Halloween party or something. Everybody's talking about that for a sec. He seemed like he was kind of a, you know, a man, a young man, very unsure of himself. He was trying on a lot of things and including Nazi costumes. Um, and Megan, yeah, she's I think she, I th- is she from Ladera Heights. I think she's from Ladera, Black Beverly Hills. And what do I know about that? I mean, I know nothing about them. And Oprah was around. I know nothing about these people. I don't care at all about them. You know, that's the way I think about this. Is I'm like, I don't give a shit.
0: Was there any Twitter reaction to the Queen herself? Because everything we've seen, every reaction from all over the world has sort of left the Queen largely untouched.
1: Yeah, I, I got that sense that, like, I I think one of the trending topics was Charles, William, and Kate. And it was like sort of pointing the wrongdoing in their direction. Charles as a father, William as a brother and Kate as like the foil rival, like the one who upholds tradition at the cost of progress is what it seemed to be. Whereas like the queen seemed to like, in in the takes again, seemed to be kind of sweet grandmotherly one. And I think you had said this too, saying like they both, weren't necessarily careful with what they were saying throughout the interview, except when they were talking about the queen where they, they seemed to like have other moments where they would sort of insinuate something about somebody else. But with the queen, I think they both tried to be very clear to say that like, she wasn't the particular problem or the particular like person in power that they felt like they couldn't, Break through, which I think is is one of the more interesting ironies of of this phenomenon is that you know she's kind of where the buck stops, right?
0: Yeah, she is the system, and at the same time, no one blames her for the system. Yeah,
1: yeah. she's also so old.
0: <laughs> yeah, <she> isn't <laughs> yeah, true. Anyway, you said you had more to say.
1: Well, the other interesting thing that was happening on Twitter in my sphere is like the, the perpetual war of the progressives versus conservatives in America. They love to battle it out on Twitter specifically. So like once progressives started taking the stance that this interview is a must watch and um, these accusations of racism need to be taken extremely seriously, like that became this rally card for, uh, I guess I'll go as far as to say like the worst people in America (laughs) to like rally around like people should be racist and <laughs> 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 finding ways to defend the queen and uh, or defining ways to like defend the Royal family. Like there's a real like wing of uh, American conservatism, any sort of issue that progressives start to meme about whether it's serious or not um, seems to really like be interested in offering the opposite takes. And there's kind of like, Internet celebrity people that I think were put in the precarious position of like going to bat die hard for royal family traditions when they're like also like bald eagle eating light beer drinking, (laughs) you know, white supremacist nationalist Americans at the same time.
0: Well, thanks for listening, everybody, and we will be back probably next week, but we might also be late because we like to keep you on your toes. In the meantime, check out our web- website, lkandrossi.com. Our Instagram is also pretty hot. Our online store is popping. Write us an email at hello at lkandrossi.com. Uh, we do write back, review, rate, and subscribe. Shit, mate, you did such a good job then. Well done. Um, you can talk now. Um,
2: see you all of a sudden.
0: G'day, LK. Hey, girl. How are you travelling? I'm a bit bored in ISO. I'm thinking of shaving off my eyebrows and starting again.
2: Same. Except I have really good eyebrows.
0: You know what we should do? What, mate? We should both shave our eyebrows and see whose will grow back the quickest.
2: What a ripper idea. But we've already got our hands full with the pod, the Facebook the Instagram, and the website, alkanerossi.com
0: Yeah, okay. How about we start a new social media platform of our very own? We'll call it RossiGram.
2: Righto, mate. Let's whack it on the Trello board.
0: Actually, I've got to go shave my eyebrows.
2: See you all of a sudden.